Hey, hey, everybody. David Strong by Lee, personal trainer, registered dietitian here. Thanks for tuning in. Today's segment, I want to spend the next couple of minutes talking to you about not feeling like it. You don't feel like getting healthy. You don't feel like getting fit. You don't feel like training, exercising, engaging in physical activity. And that is okay. The crux of this message is it is okay for you to not feel like it. That means you're a normal human being. Almost everyone will not feel like it very often, probably more times than they feel like it. And I also want to talk to you about maybe possible solutions, workarounds to not feeling like it. Although these solutions are a lot more elusive than what people think. You can't just look up how to get in shape. You can't look up 10, 10 tips, 10 strategies to get in shape when you don't really know why you're not in shape in the first place. Really, I'm talking about reality-wise, not talking abstractly, oh, we know I eat like crap, which is why I'm overweight, I'm not in shape, I've got all these different demands and responsibilities, which is what makes it really difficult for me to get in shape. We know that. That can be the issue. Those can be the issues. But deep down inside, there might be something else. There might be just a lack of desire to not want to do this. And, and again, that is okay. Most humans will not feel like it most of the time. And as a personal trainer, I cannot count how many times there, when I haven't felt like it or when I've had to talk to my clients about not feeling like it. They don't feel like doing this. They don't feel like doing that. They had a long day at work. Their boss was a beep. Their kids were beeps. Their husbands were beeps, their wives were beeps, whatever the case is. Maybe not all my clients cuss and curse, but you know, of the same ilk, they complain about various things. And when I say complain, I'm talking about in the most constructive way possible. I'm not talking about people complain to be negative for the sake of it. I'm talking about people have legitimate concerns that are preventing them, posing as obstacles to them getting fit. And here is the next message in addition to not everyone's gonna feel like getting fit and it's completely okay. The next message is, it's okay because most people are okay with not being sick. Now I think there's a difference between being healthy and not being sick. People who are not quite diabetic and but are on the way to being diabetic might not feel sick, but they are not healthy. So I think there's a distinction between you being healthy and you being not sick. The same way as you being fit and you just being healthy. Being fit could mean you're going to the gym regularly. You are making efforts to eating well, eating well most of the time, eating better than most people, than the average person who is fine, has decent genetics to hold their weight. They're not obese. They don't have a family history of hypertension, high cholesterol, cancer, kidney disease. Many people are just okay not being sick. And the reason I think it's okay is because, number one, and I've talked about this before, physical activity, while is good for us, is completely voluntary in this day and age. If you're not in shape, if you're not strong, it's not like you're gonna get killed off. This is less natural selection when it comes to physical attributes and more natural selection when it comes to, well, what kind of job can you have? Do you go to the best school? Do you have the best parents? Do you have the most money? Do you have 
are, are you have you were you born into the right country the right time the right generation we are not at danger of getting eaten by a tiger or warring with a neighboring tribe because they want to steal our women and cows our demands are different our instincts are different which is why being physically fit is no longer a need I think we can probably extend the analogy of economics supply and demand into the equation of fitness the supply resources demand physical fitness we have much easier much faster access to resources so the demand to be physically fit is no longer there we've domesticated animals we've domesticated plants so then we've domesticated our food source we don't have to be pastoral hunter-gatherers anymore we don't have to fight against other tribes for resources and land we can all work together collectively as a global civilization and then what falls by the wayside when it comes to that kind of stuff when it comes to global cooperation is individual fitness individualism which is why it's totally okay for you to not feel like wanting to get fit by now you probably could correctly assume that this isn't the i'm going to motivate you i'm going to hype you up i'm going to try to get you fit convince you to get into fitness because i think a big mistake many personal trainers many fitness experts and coaches make is they try to convince their clients people to get in fit to get fit as if we don't know this already yes we should be fit even if the demand isn't there because we probably know if we get fit we're going to feel better we're going to look better while looking better is great looking great on the beach is great looking great at the club is great because one of the side bonuses is having a side piece we understand one of the biggest benefits of being in shape taking care of ourselves is how good we feel about ourselves our self-confidence our energy we become more productive if we care about our job then maybe being more fit can help us because if we look good chances are we'll have better chances at a promotion we'll have better chances at getting hired if we somehow feel good after a workout we'll be more productive more productiveness leads to better work output better work output could mean a better promotion our bosses look favorably upon us if we're not in those stakes then we don't really have that much of an incentive and then on top of that the big elephant in the room is physical activity going to the gym draining your body draining your mind is not mutually exclusive from whatever else you did the rest of the day if you had a tough day at work if you had a tough day at home your kids were screaming bloody murder I stole those two words from a client of mine I love her so much she should have been a comedian and a playwright because she has such a way with words you had a rough day just in general the last thing you're going to want to do is work out and beat yourself into a pulp not into a pulp but work out of course you don't need to work out to the point where you turn into a pulp but you should work out to the point where you stimulate your muscles and your brain you get your brain and your body to connect using physical activity because that is the way you're going to release endorphins and beneficial hormones but the problem is to get to that point you need to work hard you need to push past barriers that have been erected from a tough day already 
from your own self-perceived limitations because you hate exercise, you hate discomfort, you didn't grow up being an athlete. And I will tell you this right now, and this is a secret that a lot of athletes won't tell you. Many athletes, once they fall out of their team sport, once they fall out of the competitive season, also have a difficult time motivating themselves. That's how difficult physical activity is when done correctly. And the reason athletes can become athletes is because they have more at stake than the average person. Maybe they have a job where they're getting paid to be physically fit. They need to take care of their body. For example, LeBron James spends millions of dollars per year to keep on top of his fitness. While we can't say that is the reason he is considered one of the best basketball players of all time, we surely can't say it isn't. You also have people like Tom Brady who is considered one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League history. Can't, he takes care of himself, spends millions of dollars. They have personal chefs, registered dietitians, personal trainers, massage therapists, chiropractors, adjusters, you name it. They probably have a person to travel with them to do their hair and their beards. But there's a reason I think these people are champions because they, they spend so much time, spend so much meticulous detail taking care of themselves. And we're not here to compare elite athletes to you. You might be just working a desk job. You might be a nurse. You might be a teacher. But the point of the matter is it's all scaling. If your job doesn't really involve you being physically fit, it's really difficult to be motivated to feel like it all the time. And even these people, they might not feel like it, but they have a job to do. This is their job. Think about what think about the things you have to do. The compromises you have to make in order to be good at your job if you have a job. I'm not assuming that everyone's going to have a job and I'm not assuming that everyone's going to love their job and I'm not going to assume that everyone loves their job so much that they're willing to compromise a lot of other things in their life for it. But I am trying to set some examples. The workarounds. I will So my short answer to this is there there doesn't seem to be any specific workaround that's going to work for everybody. I think the best workaround that can work for a lot of people is detaching yourself from some sort of specific outcome and just doing it because you know it's good for you and not having any expectations on whether or not you have to do a certain amount, go in a certain amount of times. Sometimes it benefits you to just go with the flow because life is not static, not linear. Life is not going to be pretty and hand you cranes and origami all the time. I don't know what kind of analogy that was. I guess what I'm trying to say is life is not always going to be pretty. Life is going to be probably more miserable and frustrating than anything else. And when life gets frustrating and miserable, you're going to have a really hard time getting fit. You're going to have a really hard time sticking to your guns. You're probably going to feel terrible about yourself. Think that you're a slob, especially if you're type A and you're highly self-critical, like some of my, some of my clients I've worked with. And trying to dig them out of that rabbit hole is a chore in and of itself. I feel like I've worked out trying to talk them out of it. But it happens. I think a lot of people have people, especially people who, people who think highly of themselves, people who are intelligent, people who are successful and have gotten to a certain point in their life professionally, that mentality tends to bleed into their personal life. And they expect highly of high things of themselves. They want the best for themselves and they can't stand it when they experience a setback. But it's gonna happen. These people are humans. They have DNA, they have chromosomes, they were born, they're going to die the same way that all humans do, and they're not going to feel like it. So the workaround is try to detach yourself from any sort of specific result or outcome, especially if you're feeling a lull. Even if you're feeling a high, don't 
try not to change your expectations because that high is not going to last very long. And I will tell you, the longer the high lasts, the longer the low will be. Your best bet is to try to stay as stable, moderate, and equilibrium as possible. And how do you do that? I don't know. I think strategies will change depending on who that person is. I think probably one of the best things that you can do is just to wake up every single day and say, you know what? I'm gonna make the best freaking, I'm gonna make this the best day that I possibly can. If the day gets away from me, that's okay. Because I really don't know what's gonna happen. The best thing I can do is to prepare. I'll prepare myself mentally and physically as best as I can. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it, if it does, it does. I'm gonna try to get into the gym. I'm gonna try to take care of myself. I'm gonna try to get healthy. But I should also understand there will be times when I don't feel like it. And if I don't feel like it, I should accept that, see if I can work around it, see if I can overcome it, see if it's just me being self-critical, talking down to myself, or see if it's a valid reason. If it's a valid reason, then chalk it up, try to recover as fast as possible. If it's just your negative voice talking again, try to break through it. It's easier said than done, because I'm sure a lot of times our perceived, rea our perceived or our imagination translates into our perceived reality. But try your best, especially if you don't actually see a real physical challenge or an obstacle. So this is David Strong Bailey. I hope this was helpful for you. I don't know if it was or if it wasn't. I know when I talk to my clients about trying to feel like it when they're not feeling like it, it's, it's a tough, it's a tall order because a lot of times when we get stuck in an emotional runt, you can't rely on a quote or a pithy saying. I think it takes a lot of reflection, reviewing, and it scales too, depending on how long you've been in that emotional rut will determine how much you need to talk to yourself, how much you need to dig for the reason to get back on track. If it's just a one-off thing where one day you feel like crap, you could probably push through it. But if it's been going on for days, weeks, months, then talking to somebody about your goals, somebody who can actually talk you through your goals, I think will be beneficial. I'm not necessarily talking about a therapist, maybe a coach, maybe a trainer, maybe an understanding, compassionate friend, family member, who knows, coworker, somebody who's gone through what you're going through right now, or somebody who is going through what you're going through right now, you can commiserate. Commiseration loves company. So this is David of Strong by Lee. I hope this was helpful. Please send me some feedback. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot them over to me. I love talking about this kind of stuff, mindset, accountability, fitness, training, because I know when it comes to health and wellness, it's not all about how much weight you lift or the foods you eat. It's about what's going on in your head too. David at strongbylee.com. Shoot me an email, shoot me a message. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Until next time, feel like it.